Yom Yom Yud Beis Tevis, the twelfth day of Tevis. Bishnas Tov Reish Memches Nivchar Amur Legabai the Chaver Kadisha. In the year eighteen eighty-eight. How many years ago is that? I don't know. Do the math. One hundred and thirty-three years ago. Time flies when you're having fun. The Debbet Ashab was appointed, was chosen and appointed, the previous Rebbe's father, to Rebbe Sholem Doivber, was he, he was appointed to be the Gabai, that's like the head of the Hevra Kadisha. You know what the Hevra Kadisha is? The burial society. By the Jewish people, the burial society has always been considered an extremely elite and special group within the Jewish people. It was like a sacred, they have secrets that are passed down from generations. In fact, the way we know tons of history of Eastern Europe is from finding the Pinkas, it's referred to as the notebooks of the Hebra Kadisha. They're the ones who consider themselves like the bearers of history. They're the ones who wrote down all the details of the community and everything. And, and they had, it was, like a, it was like, almost like a secret society. So the Rebbe Rashab was appointed to be the Gabbai of the Hebra Kadisha. I don't know if nowadays the Hebra Kadisha carries as much weight in terms of the greatness of, you know, carrying the Jewish people forward. But for hundreds of years, it was considered a very holy uh, society um, and so on. I'll be honest, I did join a Hebrew Kaddisha once for, a, for to take care of a body. And uh, it, it is a very powerful thing. Anyone who's been involved knows. And the body is treated with such care and such love and such dedication. And it's considered so sacred. And I can't even imagine how it is by non-Jews, you know. I'm sure the bodies aren't treated by the you know, by the, uh, these houses. Because by them, a body is a body, you know. It's, uh, you see it every day, thousands, hundreds of bodies. But the Jewish approach is that this is a holy body. This is a body of a Jew, which, which did thousands of mitzvahs as a Jew. You know, it's a body which was chosen by God Almighty. This was a vehicle for the divine, for the soul. Of course, it teaches us that if we have such respect for a body, how much more so when you deal with a living body, which still has the soul inside, you know, you can't just treat the body like it's so sacred, and then you see a Jewish person sitting in front of you, and, by, and he's nothing. You know, exactly. But the it should be you should treat them as holy and sacred in their lifetime as well. From the outside, they do make the person look really good. The Christians, I've been to wakes where you know the hair is made up and the makeup is put on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're saying that they they they, they make them up. I know what they do. The, I know the outside of the body is certainly um, you know. taken care of. <laughs> I hear you. They display the body, right? Yeah, that's not that's not uh, that's not the Jewish way. Um, uh, you know, the last ones, the uh, yeah, fine. In any event, without getting into all the details, I was going to say some more details of how it's done, but it's not. That's one of the secrets of the Chaver Kadisha, is that they don't they don't declassify what they do. Either you're part of the Chavrik Kedisha or you're not. It's that simple. So, so the Rebbe Rashab was appointed the Gabbai of the Chavrik By the way, when the Rebbe came to America, he was appointed the Gabbai of the Chavrik Kedisha by the previous Rebbe. This is, this, because even, even here in America, it was considered the, it was a sign. What's interesting about is that this period of history, the Rebbe Rashab hadn't officially accepted upon himself the Rebbeship. Chabad went through a very interesting period of time from the passing of his father, the Rebbe Marash, in 1882 until 1894, right, which is, oh, 1892, I'm sorry, so for 11 years, 1893, maybe, whatever it is, for 11 years, 
um, Chabad officially, the Rebbe Hashem didn't accept upon himself the leadership of Chabad. He said Hasidic discourses, you know, my martyrdom and so on, but he didn't. So this was a big moment within that history where he was chosen and he, he, was, he was carried under, or he was walked under a chuppah, carried under a chuppah, a canopy to the shul, and it was a big, a big moment in that. So what happened? This was just an introduction to what took place. And, the, and it says, based on the custom, they carried him, they, they, like, like uh, on Simchas Torah, with a massive crowd to the shul, Amrav, to the Beis HaKnesses. And he said a maimer, he was saying Hasidic discourses, titled, which means God does not give a person a challenge that they cannot handle. Hashem does not come with libels against mankind. It's a statement from our sages. So he said a maimer with that opening line. Never think that God gave a challenge if you can't handle it. God is not here. He's not in that business. And he concludes, said, and the end of the Maimer said the following. And this apparently was a Maimer. I don't know where they, where they get it from. They write over here. And this is a Maimer that the Jews lived with in Russia for, throughout communism. They used to read this Maimer again and again. So apparently the conclusion of the Maimer, he said the following was... That even intellectuals, people with brains and so on, who are found here now, have to give up, have to let go of their seichel, their brains, and not follow their reasoning. Right, which is a very interesting statement, and it, and it's it, it, the Rebbe seems to have a theme here in the last uh, very recently, because also the Hayyamim of Asar Batebis, if you remember. We said, A person has to let go of his thoughts. And we said, he has to let go of, I say, I hold, right? And have a little humility and follow the dictates of right and wrong and avoda and service of God. And that's how you arrive at the truth more than saying what my opinion is and what I feel and what I say. So we hear he's saying something very similar. He said in the Maimer there that simple people have a greatness over intellectuals because they have more they have more self-sacrifice and they're, more, and they're willing to do what needs to be done on a practical level and they're not affected by their surroundings and then he went on to say what we're quoting now that even those intellectuals in the crowd have to act like that as well they have to also find a way to not be defined by their intellect their intellect shouldn't be, their God, shouldn't be the one who defines the, themselves Rather, they define their intellect because a human being is greater than their intellectualism, right? Because we, we know how limited that is and, and so on. The complication, of course, that everyone would ask is, so then what should I follow, right? In other words, if you're not telling me to follow the dictates of, my, of what seems rational and logical at the moment, then what should I follow? And, and apparently there's a deeper truth that we're in touch with which is not limited to what, I, what I'm able to grasp in this moment, is a realization of certain truths that, and, and I'll get there eventually, but, but that's not, that's not I'm, I, I'm not going to box myself in and limit myself to my understanding at this moment. And the, the Rebbe Hashab said over there that a person, um, a person could end up straying from the true path when they're just following their intellect until until they come up with a bitter end. Because in the end of the day, and here's what I think it's really all about, is in the end of the day, we're not true intellectuals. I think that's what it really ends up being. And even, even the most deepest, even the deepest thinkers that you think are thinking, really they're being led by their, their, by their heart's desire. 
We can, you can, we can rationalize anything. We can intellectualize anything, right? Ultimately, we could justify anything. You know, intellect could take you to crazy, crazy places because you want that to be the truth. And the brain is such a powerful, the, the power of, of, of bribery and, and of self-interest is so powerful that it's not truly objective and you're going to end up in the deepest and most bitter most places and you're going to end up following everyone else's opinion because you want to, you want to seem sane in your own eyes. So the Rebbe Rashab was saying they were entering into this era, the very, very modern era. They were already in the, they thought they were in the modern era, but they were going even to a more modern era. This is 1888. And the Rebbe said, bottom line, if you follow your seichel, you follow your own understanding, you're going to end up following the crowd. Why? Because it's easier to think and think that what they're saying is the truth versus questioning everything you hear. It's just easier to, fo- to be a follower than to be a leader. It's just the way it is. So he says, rather, the Ikir Bezman in these times, the era of Mashiach going in, the main thing that is not to follow every moment, you know, what everybody's saying and, 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 and and what would be considered the normal dictates of reason and, and, and being rational. Sometimes you could be super rational. Fulfill the Torah, he says, just fulfill the Torah and the mitzvot with an innocence, with a, right, right, and, 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 and understanding will come later, and with the Amun Pshuta, with a simple faith in the God of Israel, you know, who's been around for thousands of years. In other words, there's a realization of something greater, I mean, it's been around for, for eternity, but... Point is, you see, so that's this is the message of today, and uh, everyone take it in their own way, I suppose. Everybody have a great day.